Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I love the word faggot. I, it might be my favorite word. Can I say that on here? Yes, of course you can. Okay, I love the word faggot. Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams, and this week it is RuPaul Drag Race Season 15 Queen Lux Noir London on the pod. She not only spills the tea on Season 16's cast, but we get a lot more backstory and herstory. I want to thank you for doing our review competition of posting in your five-star review who you would save as the character actress. And I'm going to read my favorite one. JPCMT says, first of all, love this show. Everyone seems to genuinely be having a great time. Thank you, JPCMT. I assume JPCMT stands for John Patrick Chanley Musical Theater. They go on to say, my save is obvious, and I can't believe no one has said it yet. She was Rizzo, the sexually empowered bad girl with a heart of gold in Greece. She was Carol Ann, the survivor who befriended a gaggle of gays and saved the day in Tu Wong Fu. She was Dr. Bartlett, the take-no-nonsense first lady in the West Wing. She was Anne Francis, the witch who will get you a man, make you midnight margaritas, dance naked under the moon, and then get rid of that dude who can't take a hint. She is my queen, Stalker Channing. And goddamn, Stalker Channing is a stunning and suave. Of course, the witchy reference is Practical Magic, one of the movies that confirmed my homosexuality. And oh, to have a sip of those margs with Sandy B and that slut Nicole Kidman. I say slut because in that movie, she is just a walking, gaping hole. We have hit over 50 subscribers on the Patreon, and I think you should join them. Because when we hit 75, I'm going to post a delicious thirst trap or two. That's right. I'm not above gay baiting for that Slatreon. I'll be a hoe for dough. I'll show the pelt for the gelt. I'll show you peen for the green. Okay, I'm not going to show you my cock, but you get it. Join the Patreon at patreon.com slash gayasspodcast and help us get to that goal of 75. But let's get into this episode with Lux Noir London. She gets into her favorite curse word, her most recent Twitter beef, and we bring back the sloppy seconds game Slant My Name. Let's get sickening!
Her hair is 40 inches, and she's on That's a Gay-Ass Podcast. Lux Noir London, what a goddamn joy. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Are you kidding? It's truly a stunning day in the gay-ass gay universe. Um, so I have a lot of things to discuss with you, a lot of questions. And if we get straight into this season of Drag Race, are you mad before I go into more personal issues? No. Listen, you can drive the bus wherever you want. I'm toot, just toot. here for the ride. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Let's get into it. This season of Drag Race has some controversial characteristics, and the first one I want to ask about is Plain Jane, Lux Noir London, Fun Shade, or Cunty Gay. I I like Plain Jane. I do. I think that sometimes her approach to saying things can be a little interesting, but I don't think that would make me like hate a person. I think sure, she's sure. I think she's fine and I think she's pretty and she does she does like a drag. So Okay, yeah. Would you be happy if she was in the top three or would you not go that far? Um, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd really care. I'd be fine with kind of whoever was in the top three at this point. I think everybody's pretty pretty sick thing. Okay. So then do you you're not gunning for one you're not like behind one person specifically? Oh no, I want Nymphia to win. But um I think she will. Yeah, I'm rooting for everyone. It is RuPaul's best friend race. I love that. It's I, I think that Nymphia is going to win. I think she deserves, but um I I would not be mad if Safira Cristal made it to the top. Um, oh yeah, I love Safira too. Um I really enjoy Plasma. I think that Plasma is doing a good job in the competition. Yeah. Um she's like excelling at the challenges and she like always she like has like good runway looks too. Oh yeah. Which and she's which like a really... great grade A student. I think what she triggers in me is showing her work, showing the grade A-ness and I think I'm just like feeling her need for Lexapro as a girl who is on. <laughs> and so something about that has a triggering effect of like wouldn't it be fun if we took a breath? Yeah. It she's a lot. She's a big ball of energy. She's also, she's probably sure. pretty, and I don't think age is, at, you know, obviously a young queen excels and has a great, uh, her the ground beneath her feet like you, but I think, she, I don't know how old Plasma is, but it comes off a little bit like a young person trying to prove versus a comfy gal knowing her value. Yes. Not to get to Brene Brown about uh, Plasma on Drag Race, but um, I, I thank you for for diving in for just a quick taste of this current season. So since we have Lux Noir London on this podcast, um, I need to butter you up and say that thrilled to see how far you went and how amazing you did in last season of Drag Race. Thrilled to see all the work you're doing now. She is a touring gal. And tell me, you're currently in Chicago? Yes, I'm currently in Chicago. I am on the love ball tour it's me shea coulee taste monet exchange and la la Rie, and we're doing three cities across america at the moment Incredible. and um it's gonna be really fun i'm excited yeah how how is like post drag race life has it measured up to what you wanted it to be what's the taste of after the season airs how it how it feels i feel like i just adjusted to everything very easily mm -hmm. i was pretty popular on the internet before I was on Drag Race. So I'm kind of used to like having like attention and seeing people's opinions of you mm -hmm. and things like that. So I think I adjusted to it pretty well. I'm also kind of like a workhorse. I've 
always been like that. I'm used to like since like high school, like long hours during the day and like getting no mm. sleep. So it's like I think that I adjusted to everything really, really well. No, that's great. I, I think it takes a very strong person to be able to withstand the internet responses of it all. And then to be able to still know that you are creating your art and then continuing to put it out to the world and you still are. And the people that I mean, are on this tour with you, they're like, incredible queens. So cream rises to the top. Oh, boots. <laughs> So since you were on That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, I'm contractually obligated to ask you the famous podcast question, Lux Noir London, whose fault is it that you're queer? Who do we blame, babe? I don't know. Blame the stars. Um, <laughs> I, like, blame, like, I don't know who to blame. I feel like I really was just like this, like, since mm. I came out the womb. One might like, say, I don't... born this way. Oh, Boots. Lady Gaga is a big reason why I am the queer person I am. But I don't think that she's the reason I'm queer. Mm. But she is definitely a really big proponent into the queer person you see today. One might say an even queer affirmer is Gaga, who sort of just kind of highlighted what was already on the paper. Oh, yeah, Boots. She kind of was just, I was kind of like, you know the meme of the um girl on that show where she walks up to the guy and she's like you're by like yeah. i feel like she kind of like walked up to me and was like you're a gay and i was like you're right by the way that clip that you're referring to is so iconic it's the um what would you do isn't it and what it's would like... you do and <laughs> the like the guy is like on a date he like tells like the person he's like on a date with like I'm with kind of bisexual and the girl's like, no, that doesn't exist. And then the girl like comes out of nowhere. She's like, you're bi. It you're bi. So and by the way, the, 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 the person, the girl who says you're bi, she's like every queer ally we wish for, which is like a woman who has zero judgment. She was the fag hag to all the gays in chemistry lab. Yes. And she went into fag hag mode at this Denny's knockoff in Albuquerque. And we thank her for it. Oh, work. I love that. Yeah, boots, boots. Um, 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 uh, if I start saying boots because of you, it's only because I want to be you. So if you, the you stars... You first. Okay. <laughs> If if you if the stars were pointing you towards being queer, is there like were you the type of girl who was fully 10 years old and knowing, or did you kind of have a moment as a late teen that you fully blossomed into queerdom? When on the life experience stage did you actually come to terms? I knew very early on that I was queer. Um, but I didn't like know what it was. I just mm. was like, oh, I'm like, you know, sickening. Um, and then I think it was like in like like late elementary school, early middle school, where I was like, oh, I like I like guys or like yeah. I like boys. Like yeah. I don't like girls. How and remind me where in the world you grew up? I grew up in East Orange, New Jersey, which is so. like not a very queer place. Yeah. So I'm sure all. I'm sure a young Lux in elementary middle school in the New Jersey of it all, how can someone know how sickening they are when the people around them were probably not affirming that? Was were I'm assuming there was a bullying situation? Oh yeah, there was it wasn't as aggressive as other people's 
bullying situations, which I'm very thankful for. But I was mm-hmm. definitely like ostracized and teased and things for like being flamboyant, being feminine, and being like all of the things. So that's where I knew I was different. I was hearing it from like people in my family, even. I was just kind of like seeing like, like I would see the way that people would go about calling people like gay and things like that as like a joke. And I'd be like, oh, well, they're like joking with them. But like, this is like what I, this like, I, I was like, I act like that. So it's like, am I gay? Yeah. Um, which no, I that's was a like, really, it's a really good point. I think the way that people talk about gay people before you're out is one of the things that keeps you from coming out. It's like you, yeah. it's interesting to hear you say that because I immediately think about the things I heard and I'm sure people listening also do. And it's the like subconscious things that you have to experience. It's it's no wonder that it takes some people longer than others because of the shit they're hearing around them about the actual thing that we are. Oh, for sure. I feel like, yeah, it's like when you're growing up, it's like the world's like viewpoint of the world really affects you. And I was like, terrified to be like well i don't want to be the the gay one because like everybody hates that you know and i was like a people pleaser i like wanted people to like me so i was like oh i don't want to be the fucking gay kid and everybody hates me more than you already do for some reason ain't that the crux is like we want to be excellence as the young gays but then we know that the being gay is not excellent according to them Mm. and so what can you do did you have such an amazing fashion sense did you were you like trying to hide your gorgeous outfits at school or did you say fuck the haters i'm gonna wear chanel oh no my parents um were i like to say that i grew up in a very materialistic household Um, My parents loved, like, designer clothes, and they loved, like, always, like, dressing me up, and they loved, like, putting me in, like, all, like, the trendiest stuff, and, like, I would, like, go, like, to school, like, decked out in, like, so many, like, great, like, clothes, so I think that my sense of fashion and style, like, comes from my parents, um, because they're, like, label whores, they're, like, label people, they still are, Um, my mom will be, like, oh, well, I don't care that this isn't that cute because like it's Chanel and I'll be like, no, it's not that it's not that cute. And she's like, but it's Chanel. And I'm like, okay, work. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, yeah, I it was definitely my parents who, who did that. Does, does your dad have a, a, a favorite? I just love thinking of a dad loving a name brand. Does he have a favorite name? Um, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, yeah, which, you know what, work. We love that mom is letting us know who she's wearing and what an icon. Yeah, she is. They're both very, like, even if it's not, like, Chanel and Gucci and stuff, they were always, like, everything needs to be name brand. Everything has to have a label. It's, like, they wouldn't, like, everything needs to be, like, Ralph Lauren or, like, something where, like, you can see, like, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's where my, like, affinity for, like, shopping and like retail therapy comes from because some of my fondest memories were like going shopping with my parents well i'm sure your parents lived when they watched you on drag race and just coming out with look after look after look what was it like having i always let me ask again i i'm always curious when queens go on the show and of course everyone queen every queen has an interesting story about their parents relationship to their drag your parents are a fan of your drag right yes they are but they rarely had ever seen it before drag race they like i don't think they'd seen me in drag 
probably more than five times, but they've never seen me like they've never been to a show of mine until this past December when I was on the Christmas tour. Um, my mom was at the finale. So um, great first introduction, um, seeing her child streams like get crushed in front of their very eyes. That was like a great, <laughs> a great first introduction to seeing me perform. But um, yeah, they come, they came to the Christmas tour because I don't want them in a nightclub. I don't want yeah. them in a gay bar. Um, they're not like old. They're like very like, young hip like they're always like oh like take us out with you like we love the club and i'm like i'm telling you i don't want you in a gay club like it's very different and they're like no but like we're accepting like we like everybody and i'm like i am telling you just trust me even my boyfriend is like yeah you don't want to be in that like environment which i think is is smart of you it's it's an interesting time in history we live in where parents are accept are more accepting for some of us which we're very grateful for but there still is a healthy boundary you need to put up with our spaces with our stories i mean i am not on drag race but i do have a public facing gay podcast where i talk about you know anything from the sex of it all to whatever the fuck it is and i still clench my hole whenever i find out my parents have heard something that I did not necessarily want them to hear or yes. they, it's it's a weird it's and I I don't think we are complaining because we are grateful for having support behind us. However, it's uh I think it's a bit of new territory and your parents watching you spin out a club while someone's getting head in the crowd maybe not for mom and dad. Yeah, or like them like seeing me like perform a song where I'm like talking about something sexual or something that's why like on drag race i was very hesitant to say anything that could be any like sort of like like anything that i would be uncomfortable having my mother or father like see me talk about or like anyone in my family because i was like oh they're gonna have to like like the girls would like talk about sex and i'd be like i'm not talking about my sex life because my literal mother is going to watch this I mean, good for you. I, I don't know if I would have had it in me. The cameras would have gone on and I would have been like, what do you want to know? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, very like, I don't want my parents to like hear me talking about like sex. It's a boundary queen, Lux. I, where did you, have you always had boundaries? Do you have a great therapist? How did she learn? I don't have a therapist. I think that um, me being terrified of being judged, um, like, as a child, like gave oh, me no. my boundaries. It comes from a deep place of fear. Okay, well, we listen. I, I, wherever, however, we arrive, we arrive. But I, I do think it is a strength to know what you feel comfortable saying versus what you might want. Maybe like, um, versus going against your gut and knowing that you don't want to share something personal to you. I think that's actually like a strength, even if it maybe comes from fear. It's like I sometimes come up against my gut and my head, my head not trusting my gut. You know, it's like if my gut mm -hmm. says don't, you don't want to talk about that because it's too personal, my head's like, oh, you're just being a fucking uh, sensitive bitch about it. Just do it versus actually trusting where my gut is taking me. And I think it sounds like you like really trust your gut. I do. I'm very, um, I'm very aware of everything at all times. And I think that's because I like to micromanage everything even though I, it's very like, I don't understand sometimes how my brain works, which is why I think I need to go see a doctor because sure. I am obsessed with micromanaging everything, but I'm never micromanaging anything. So mm -hmm. then it's like, 
I get bent out of shape because I'm like, why am I so discombobulated? Mm. But I'm thinking about everything all the time. But I think it's because I'm thinking about so many things at one time, I lose track of other things. Yeah, it it sounds like a gorgeous, and I'm not diagnosing, uh, not a doctor, but it sounds like a gorgeous combination of qualities from ADD and OCD. (laughs) Yeah, it might be both. (laughs) She's multi- she's a triple threat, honey. Um, I'm a multifaceted human being. <laughs> so because I have you on this podcast, I'm going to steal something that I've stolen before from another famous podcast that I love. It is Sloppy Seconds with Meatball and Big Dipper. And they do uh, a segment called Slant My Name, where they take the guest's name and they come up with stupid fucking questions. And I'm going to do the same thing for Lux Noir London. So Lux, Buckle the brunch up for Slant My Name. Lux Noir London, let's start with Starbucks Noir London. What is your go-to coffee order? I don't really drink coffee. Um, I don't drink coffee. And I don't love Starbucks's coffee. If I'm going to drink coffee, I prefer Dunkin'. Ooh. Um, is, she not a, tip- is she not a caffeine queen at all? No, I love caffeine. It's just something like Starbucks. I think that like they try to make their coffee a little too like health conscious dunkin donuts isn't afraid to like put the sugar in the cream gas it up Um, yeah but like if i am getting an iced coffee i prefer a dunkin iced coffee and i will do like a caramel iced latte oh we love a dessert we love a dessert caffeine kick um uh, then let's go to ah shucks noir london what -hmm. is the best compliment someone can give you you look the same on the internet as you do in real life, if not better. And I get that compliment pretty often, so I'm, I love that one. And don't get it twisted. Moving on to Big Trucks Noir London. Do you enjoy road trips and playing that game where you beep beep and make the truck drivers blare their horns? I don't know if I enjoy road trips um, because I don't remember the last time I've been on one. I think I used to drive to North Carolina a lot as a child. Um, so I, I did enjoy driving to North Carolina, so I guess I do enjoy road trips, but I get very uncomfortable in cars very fast. And I also get really bad anxiety in cars, which is why I don't think I drive because I've been in a couple car accidents. So it's like, I was never, um, they were never my fault or anything. And they've always been very minor. Well, let it be known that the some of the biggest fights I have with my husband since moving to LA are centered around driving, and um, he feels like I am giving too fast, too furious, and I feel mm. that he is giving the grandpa from Willy Wonka just come on, put some weight Pop on in the step. fucking pedal. Um, but there is a follow up question because if I've heard you've been driving to North Carolina growing up, then. I'm always interested, instead of Zodiac signs, my most personal question is, what fast food restaurant do you order from when you're on the road trip road? Uh, when I was young, it used to be, there used to be this restaurant called Roy Rogers. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And they used to be in this one specific truck stop called the Maryland House. When you would drive from New Jersey to North Carolina, you have to go through Maryland. And that was kind of like a halfway point on the trip. So we would always stop at the Maryland house and I would always be obsessed with the Maryland house because they had like, it was just like the perfect truck stop to me. And like, I was like, oh my God, like this is everything. Um, But there was this one restaurant called Roy Rogers and I would get a sausage, egg and cheese croissant. 
Um, that's one of my favorite fast food restaurants and I haven't had it in literal years. I don't think it exists anymore, uh, but that's the only time I've ever been on a road trip. That would my, be my favorite restaurant, but okay. now it would probably be, I don't know, like Taco Bell, maybe brave. I know she is a brave soldier. Um, I, I will not get into why I don't do that, but it, I, just... I can, I can put too much to get out there. Moving on to the next slant, my name. Next slant, my name is Cuss Noir London. Lux, what's your favorite curse word? Is cunt considered a curse word? Yeah, babe. Okay, so then cunt is my favorite curse word, but I never say it like, oh, she's such a cunt. I'm saying like she's cunt. So like if I'm saying it like in like a curse word connotation, it's either it's either like fuck or fag. Oh but yeah. But not fag faggot i it is not i love the word faggot I, it might be my favorite word can i say that on here yes of course you can okay i love the word faggot oh my god like i am obsessed with that word like please like bring her back well bring she's her me back. not enough people are saying faggot i think there's something about the f and the good and the oh my god it's like phonetically like the perfect word to me <laughs> well, it's also if if we're being if we're being honest about it, you know, being called the faggot is way different from harnessing our queer power and saying it ourselves. There's a strength. There's a grittiness. There's a deliciousness. It's like it's like it's like having your favorite Blizzard at DQ. You just can't oh, get boots. enough. I love that. I love that word. Mm, fag. Gut. Moving on to our next slant, my name, Solo Cups Noir London. What's your drink of choice at a party? My drink of choice at a party is a shot of tequila. Um, I prefer shots rather than drinks. But if I am going to drink a drink, um, I really like a tequila lemonade or really like anything with tequila that kind of tastes like juice. I don't love the taste of alcohol, which is yep. interesting because I'm taking like shots of alcohol. But I feel like that's, like, a quick, like, it's done in, like, five seconds. And, like, you, like, do, like, a lime or, like, a chase there. So, like, yeah. whatever. You're a woman on a mission. You want to get the job done. Um, are the queens that you're traveling with, are they big drinkers? Um, I'm sure they are. I'm with Taste. So she is, like, a borderline alcoholic sometimes. Sure. Um, and I don't know if Monet drinks. And I don't know if Lala re-drinks. I don't know if Shay drinks. But I know Taste does. Okay. Confirmed. You've heard it here first, folks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, I'll make that the last slant my name, but I know that a lot of dolls will probably have heard this answer. But can you tell the listeners if they don't know how you got to the name Lux Noir London as your drag name? It is so high fashion. It is so delicious. How did you get there? So I was listening to the song Luxury by Azalea Banks, and it is one of my favorite songs. At the time, it was my favorite song. Um, and I was like, okay, my name is going to be Luxury. And then mm-hmm. Noir, the word just kind of, it sounds like, well, when it means Black in French, and the French language, it kind of is just like really sexy and like sensual and like fashion and like whatever. So it's going to be luxury noir. And then I was like, luxury is too long. So I shortened luxury to Lux. And then London comes from the person who put me in drag for the first time. Their last name was London. And I kind of just like adopted their last name in Lux Noir London. I also like that it kind of sounds like a stripper name a little bit. Yeah. Like a really expensive stripper or escort. Yeah. Um, And that's that was like very my drag at the time. Did the per- first person who put you into drag, was it Stacey London from the TV show What Not to Wear? <laughs> Metaphorically, I think. Like, intrinsically, she's like my drag mom. In a world. In a world, Stacey London is your drag mom. Um, I love that. It, it it does give stripper. It does give international superstar. Have you? Are you a London the city fan yourself? No, I do not like the, I do not like London. I think that it is kind of boring. It's really cold. It's like... It's a lot for me, um, and I just don't really love it. But it's really like it's like cute shopping and stuff. But no, I, don't I never disagree. Pref- I'm I know I never disagree. prefer to like go to London. You know, I know, and I like I know that some people listen live in the town, the town of the tower. But I just can't get past a fish and chip. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I've never had it. Babe, it's we're not we're not doing ourselves any justice by having a fried piece of it. The chips, the fries are good. I will get a gorgeous Indian meal in London, but I'm gonna I'm gonna you know take a look see under the curtains of the uncuts, and then I'm gonna take the channel <laughs> to Paris. I also hate that their Chinese food is like French fries with like great like it's like weird. And again, added to the list. So, yeah. so Lux Noir London, we're referring to Stacey London. We're not referring to uh, living in the town of London. Um, okay, so stunning answer, stunning backstory. For my... Uh, <laughs> For my girls who follow you on Twitter, you are one of the people who actually <laughs> still makes Twitter fun. And I say that with a lot of importance behind it because it is one of the worst places on earth but your presence is what it harkens back to the fun days of twitter 
And one of the um, fun aspects of your Twitter presence is your recent fight with Poo Crave. To give backstory, <laughs> literally last night. <laughs> To give, listen, I do my I do my research. To give the history on this, uh, you tweeted, "I'm all for people having happiness and joy, but saying words like doggo, potato, squitchy, and eepy should be a criminal offense." Poo crave the I guess what do you call it? Parody the like accounts of pop crave the parody account to pop crave, which actually posts pop culture things. Poo crave responded, "I personally think of say if saying a phrase makes someone happy, they should say it all they want. In this dark age, any joy we can garner should fuel us to keep going in this world we live in. I believe if you have a problem with someone else's happiness, you should look within yourself." You responded, "Girl, fuck you. Tell me, <laughs> what do you want to say to Poo crave now?" Um, girl, fuck you. That like, like, it's obviously like not something to be taken that serious. Where you're giving like a dissertation on like the state of like mankind and like human happiness. It's like, girl, it's a tweet. Like, you literally tweet like you are the most unserious Twitter account on like on the internet, and you're like trying to come over here and like try to make me seem like I'm like doing something bad. Like, girl, please. Once Pooh Crave pissed Bob the Drag Queen off, I officially knew it was over for her. Yeah, like, Bob is someone who is so, like, lighthearted. Like, you were, like, it's weird. Like, it's just so weird. You also on Twitter have a running, a running feud with Mistress Isabel Brooks from your season. Before I get into the, the running feud, you were both nominated for a Queer Tea for future All-Star. Lux, why should you win this Queer Tea award over Mistress Isabel Brooks? Well, because I think I've done... I think I've done the work to qualify myself to be all-stars worthy and not just all-stars contestant worthy, all-stars winner worthy. Mm. Um, I've definitely made such an impact on, I've made, I've made a very strong impact on the culture and people. And I think that even on my season, I did so well. I think that the only thing that's missing from my Drag Race legacy is the crown, because if I'm going to be honest, I was doing crown-worthy work my season, not just in terms of like being a television personality, but doing well in the challenges and excelling in the competition. Beautiful answer, Lux. Beautifully said. If you were to go head-to-head with someone for the finale on, the all- on your All-Star season, do you have a vision of who that is? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> me myself and I beach. me myself and I um I don't know I think that I wouldn't be terrified on I wouldn't be terrified of like anybody walking in it was like that it was that way on season 15 even when Sasha came in everybody's always like oh my god you must have just known that like it was game over and I was like no I know what I can do mm. <laughs> I was like I know I'm good at all this I was not worried especially now in all-star is like I girl the way I would be too carefree <laughs> well i'm manifesting it for you i cannot i cannot wait to see that season because i think we most people agree listening that all stars has become the most fun part of the franchise to watch because it's these queens who you've all you've grown to love and know who are firing on all cylinders and kind of move past the imposter syndrome and just showing their full pussy oh boots pussy out so the pussy facing the world pussy facing the world uh is ever any part of your twitter rivalry with with mistress real no it's all it's all fake 
um, me and mistress kind of just like to go back and forth with each other. That's kind of just our relationship. It kind of always has been. We mm-hmm. like to tease each other. We like to tease other people. That's just what we do. Oh, I will say it's so good. It's so good. And uh, your answers have been so good that I want to move us along to the next gay-ass podcast question. Lux Noir London, if the world was ending, you could only save one character actress, who would you save? Lady Gaga as the Countess in American Horror Story. (laughs) Are you an American Horror Story apologist? Um... In not in recent years, <laughs> I think that unless Ryan Murphy is trying to um, hire me, if he is, um, I love the show. I love everything you're doing. Sure. Um, but in recent years, the seasons have not been my fave. I think my last favorite season was season five, Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I famously watch my husband watch it and then ask him. Is it still good? And then after episode three, he'll say, nope. Um, But I do think that the Lady Gaga answer as a character actress, I don't want to skirt past that. I don't want to, I don't want to skate past that. The, it's a brilliant answer because Lady Gaga, she's doing character work. I mean, I didn't even see what was the movie where she played. Oh, is it um, the House of Gucci? Where she played um, Patrizia Reggiani. Exactly. Um, that that's a character yeah. actress. Oh, she it was she was she's a character actress. It was so the movie was so good. Well, the writing was not amazing, but she was amazing in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then okay, so if you're thinking about obviously as a Gaga fan and thinking of her acting roles, where do you go for the best example of Gaga on cam? What's your favorite Gaga film? Oh, favorite Gaga film, A Star is Born. I think that in a film that was her best acting work i do love her in machete kills just because like she was just so cunty oh my god like she was so puss buggy and um i didn't yeah, see but, that that was in 2013 i need to i need to do my homework it was so good like the u.s oh my government god. recruits machete to battle his way through mexico in order to take down an arms dealer who looks to launch a weapon into space <laughs> co-starring lady gaga <laughs> She was in the first one, I think. Um, mm. Or like, yeah, I think she was in the first one. And then she was in the second one, too. But she was so, she was so kind in that one. And, um, but if I had to give like a television thing, it would definitely be American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, I got to hand it to her. You know, the, the performers who can give us pop iconography, who can give us amazing music and slay a performance on film they deserve their flowers and i think gaga is in that group i think that um i had someone what are other pop stars who are amazing oh oh by the way i think i think gaga is that i'm not gonna apologize for saying i think jennifer lopez is a great actor sorry sorry i don't remember the last time i watched the movie she was in well i don't think i've ever watched a movie she was in you have i think i watched made in manhattan one made in manhattan's great what about the wedding planner oh I feel like I don't think I've seen it. Okay, I promise you, you're going to fucking not only love J-Lo, but then try to just like squeeze Matthew McConaughey's tits through the screen. It's such <laughs> a good movie. And J-Lo just gives, she gives everything you want in a rom-com. And I think as cringy as her, whatever the thing that she's doing now is, the she, J-Lo can act. Okay. That's my. I'll add it to the list. I'm sticking to it. Add it to the list. Um, Was Gaga someone that you 
have always liked as a a kid even pre-coming out yes i remember hearing just dance well no i remember seeing her perform at what show was it it was like a fashion show or something Mm. it was something but she was performing just dance and poker face and i was like oh my god i'm obsessed with her like i love the song and i remember hearing just dance on the radio I would listen to the radio on my phone when I would walk from school and just dance would always come on the radio. And I would be like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this song. And I was obsessed with like music videos and things like that. I would like, you know, like gays have like music video nights. Like I was doing that like on my own, like at like seven years old. Um, And my aunt was also very like pop culture in sync. So she would be like watching music videos and she would watch Just Dance and like Poker Face. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. And like the paparazzi music video, I was like, oh my God, like I'm like in love with this woman. And then the 2009 VMAs is what changed my life because I saw that performance and I was like, this is probably the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I'm obsessed. And how old were you in 2009? 2009. At that time, I was 10 years old and I had just turned 10 probably a couple days before because my birthday is September 5th and I think the award show was on September 10th. Wow. So she's a Virgo. I am a Virgo. And fun fact, if I think the award show was on September 10th, I was supposed to be born on September 10th. So I think that I was like reborn on September 10th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's kind of beautifully gay poetry. It's like you... uh, we ask whose fault is it that you're gay and you can literally pinpoint the day that the the gene was highlighted in your chromosomal sequencing yes chromosomal sequencing i love that word <laughs> that's um i'm sure any person listening who knows an inch about science is like not how you use that uh but we're gonna run with it uh lux noir london i have to say All of these answers are so gorgeous, and we are not yet finished, but I am going to ask you a a final question that I did not prep you on before we say goodbye. Lux Noir London, if Gaga, if the stars, if fashion has made you queer, what is keeping you queer today? What are your favorite queer pop culture moments or even, I know we don't want to get into any sex in case your parents listen, but maybe any... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I doubt they're like, I don't even know. I don't really think they know where to like listen to a podcast. <laughs> they're not going to listen. Um, then maybe, then maybe um, any crush, celebrity, or otherwise, or anything else. What is keeping you queer? At the moment, I'm just clinging on to a Jacob Bellorti coming out post from Pop Crave. Um, same with Shawn Mendes. Mm. Um, Troy Sivan is keeping me queer. I love that little swing so much. Oh my God. Um, Lady Gaga, still, Drag Race, um, myself, mm. um, kind of, there's so many people who don't want queer people to exist. I love making people mad. I love making people upset. So if I can just be as like queer enough to like rile up like the anti-queer like assholes in the world, like that's enough for me. Like Fuck, I yeah. wake up every morning and I'm like, I'm going to go outside and like a pair of bunny ears and like a pink like fur coat and i know i'm gonna make some homophobe like so mad and that's like what i live for that's fucking right you are going to uh, show that pussy out and you're gonna be the faggot of their nightmares boots 
Luxmar London, such an amazing interview, such an amazing guest. Before we sign off, where can people follow you and what do you want them to look out for? You can follow me all across the internet at Luxnoir London. That's L-U-X-X-N-O-I-R-L-O-N-Z-O-N. That's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. That's my TikTok. Um, you can stay tuned for new music. Go stream all my new all my music that I have out right now. Let it all hang out is my latest single. Go watch the music video. It's really sickening. Um, it's a great song. New music coming soon, produced by Fred Velvet, also known as Skeletal Kai, hit maker behind songs like Catwalk. ASMR lover, hustle that cat, all of the hits, he's behind them. And I'm so honored to be working with him. And yeah, you can just see me all across the world. I'm sure I'll be in a city or a country or a place or a time zone near you very, very soon. So yeah. Lux, thank you so much for coming on. And you're, as Gaga has also said, a star is born. Thank you for listening to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast with Lux Noir London. If you like this episode, tag us on Instagram at Eric Wills and at Lux Noir London. And if you want to join those girlies who made a five-star review with their favorite character actress, go do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. I will see you next week for another amazing episode. And yes, join that Patreon so I can finally have an excuse to post another thirst trap. We're just 25 away. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.